For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hello and welcome in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Belief Podcast Network. I am Davey Hudson alongside former Titan Denard Walker and we appreciate you joining us today as we unfortunately get set to recap that monstrosity of a game. The Titans fall to the Texans, the now 2-8 and eight Texans, but it is a... Whew, still at a loss for words, Denard, but we're going to break everything down that happened today and what that might mean moving forward for the Titans because there is a lot of storylines now. Anyway, here we go. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but, hey, you're probably not saying with me now, but um, I got to ask, do you believe? And Believe in Titans is presented by Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. A new web interface for the start of basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. A lot of crazy football games yesterday for college. Today, the NFL's been haywire and college basketball getting into the swing of things. And we're also at that point, Denard, where coaches are getting fired. And so that means you get some odds on who might be the next coach at a certain destination. But that's just always something I find interesting to follow. But anyway, head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0, BELIEVE50. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Nard, I'm going to bring you in, sir. I hope you're having a good day, but I need you to talk. I've, I've, I've had a lot of feedback so far from fans. It's obviously not been sure good, you have. but I need you to talk. Talk the the Titans nation off the ledge right now. Well, I thought we did that about three weeks ago when Derek went out with, you know, that foot injury and all of a sudden Twitter nation had erupted. And, you know, of course, reading some of those tweets was the Titans season is over. And, I, and I, one of the things that I talked about was not panicking. Don't panic at the stage right now of the season. And there's a lot of football still left. And I still believe in this team uh, today. I know it's it's kind of like the game against the Jets. You know, you expect to go in and win. And unfortunately, that's not the way it works in the National Football League. There's a theme. It's called expect the unexpected. And that's the way uh, when you play 17 games in a season, uh, sometimes uh, 
they like they always say, just uh, things don't fall. The ball doesn't really favor you. It don't really fall your way sometimes. So, again, this is not a time to panic. You have to say congratulations to Houston. Uh, they played a – I wouldn't say a great game, but when you have, let's say, what was it, 82, game, 82 players coming into this game that has uh, suited up for this team, and you have so many guys out with injuries, Davey, we know – that that was bound to happen and it happened today. So again, congratulations to Houston. Uh, it was a hard fought game. Uh, congratulations to David Coley for getting his second victory as a head coach. And uh, again, you have to regroup and get ready for New England. That you do. I am not going to go as far as to say the Texans had a good game. The Titans lost this one. It's solely on their shoulders for why this game came down the way it did. I know that if well for starters, if you haven't, the Titans fell twenty-two to thirteen. I hadn't said the final score yet, but this was a game where you look at the stats and you're just like, how did the Titans end up losing this one the way they did? It's one in which if you look at the total yards, the Texans, man, they Tyrod Taylor threw for 107 yards and their leading rusher only had 40 yards. And Tyrod Taylor did have uh, Rex Burkett was their leading rusher, 18 carries for 40 yards, averaged two point two a carry. But Tyrod did have six carries for 28 yards and two touchdowns. But the story, Denard, was the turnovers. Ryan Tannehill, this team can only go as far as he can take them, and he did not take them far today. He had four interceptions. I know two of those came late as he was trying to make something happen. But the Titans just continually shot themselves in the foot in five total turnovers. The other one, Chester Rogers, muffed punt. It was 12-0. Titans defense had just got it in a big stop. And Rogers is... Not out of the way, the punt hits him on the foot, and the Texans recover the ball at the five, score a couple plays later. It was just mistake after mistake, and it ultimately cost the Titans when you boil it down. I mean, this is a game to where Ryan Tannehill had to throw 52 passes. Anytime you're in a game and Ryan Tannehill has to throw 52 passes, that's not a good thing. It's not how the, as you would say, the DNA of this team is set up. I, I just am really frustrated with how things unfolded throughout the entire game, and er- it's not like I'm going to sit here and say anyone really had a good game because in the way in which you look at this, they struggled to to get things rolling. And the Texans, I guess, if you want to give them credit, whenever one of the things they did do was when the Titans would get close, we would just find a way to turn it over. Uh, the, the biggest play, in my mind, Denard, was whenever it was at the very final seconds of the first quarter, Titans are already down 3 nothing, and Ryan throws his first interception at which the Texans end up taking that one all the way back into their own red zone. But uh, had the Titans, yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was bad because if you go back, and I know hindsight's twenty twenty, but with five seconds left, they snapped the ball. We should have just let the clock run out because a lot of things happened on this. One, Marcus Johnson pulls his hamstring, so he's probably sidelined for a while. You're already hurting at the receiver position. So then Titans are like, all right, fine. Uh, well, obviously that's not good, but they're going to get back, going to try to, Go at it, third and six, see what can happen. And next thing we know, Ryan throws that interception. Yeah. And they return it 82 yards. Let's just talk for a second because we, we talked about coming into this game. One of the things that this Houston team, they were coming off a bye. So this is a team that's well rested. We're talking about Tennessee. This is a team that's beat up. So when you get into this part of the season, you had a team, they're fresh. They haven't played a game in almost two weeks. Now, their coach, David Coley, who's the pride of Sparta, Tennessee, he talked about eliminating turnovers and penalties. How many, how many turnovers a day did Houston have? Zero. 
And that, and he said it, and he said it best coming, coming in to this game that if we can eliminate the turnovers, then he thinks that would equate into about three more victories for this team. So he was very optimistic about this. And that's what they practiced on this week uh, in Houston was to stop the turnovers. And that's exactly what they were able to do today. Listen, if you have a team and stats to me are misleading because we've seen Ryan throw for these same type of numbers and and the Titans win big. But what they, when you throw four interceptions and we talk about the bad play in the third quarter by Chester, then yes, that's exactly what happens in this league. You will get beat. I don't care how good a team is or how bad. When there's when the opposing team has zero and the one team has five turnovers, I'm I'm betting my money on the team with the zero turnovers or the less turnovers of a game because that means my probability of winning goes up by sixty or seventy percent. And that's what happened today, D. They just beat themselves, and you can't do that. And but and one of the things I want to talk about too our listeners, and we need it, this needs to be addressed, is the running game. They came out today, and we saw a heavy dose of Adrian. I mean, Davey, they was running the ball, like, I mean, just moving it. And I love the way that Adrian was, he came out today, and he looked like the old AD. Now, what I don't understand is in the second half, uh, there was no more Adrian. We saw Deontay Foreman, And that was a big question mark to me because Adrian on three carries had 38 yards rushing and coming into this game, he had what, what two games with a total of 40 yards. So I don't know what's the situation there, but what's gone is the 937 yards by the, by the King Derek's gone. And those 10 touchdowns, David, you can't, I don't know if you can replace that kind of production, but let's also look at the injuries. You see, Al today was your starting cornerback, Jack Rabbit. We saw Jeremy McNichols. He was absent. Uh, he's hurt. Greg Maven, David Long Jr., who's the pulse of this defense, he's hurt. And R- R- Rashawn's been hurt all year. So there were some key players not playing today. Yeah, and this was a culmination, Debo, of some really key uh, players uh, missing. And it was also a culmination, I think, of a team that's really tired and they're beat up right now. So we really need to think about getting healthy after this next game against New England, because, Davey, this can be a theme that can carry out for the rest of this season. Very much so. And, I mean, you bring up New England. I was hoping that the Titans on this final two-game stretch before the bye, they could at least split the games. And right now I'm, I'm really concerned that they won't be able to even do that. I know we need to get to the bye. We have so many injuries that I ultimately believe that that's probably what's going to be the, yes. the final storyline of this season and probably limit this team from actually achieving anything once the postseason gets here, unless some people really start to get healed up. I don't know what the status is on A.J. Brown, but first went out with a finger injury, was able to come back from that, and then he got the chest injury. Uh, so Nick Westbrook, Akine, and Des Fitzpatrick are basically two leading receivers at that point. And if, if that's the case and you know – we're struggling to run – well, we were running the ball, but they had to go away from it just because of time constraints left in the game at that point. It's just – it was a struggle. I, I thought the decisions at times to maybe kick a field goal could have been helpful. Ryan did not help you right before the half taking that intentional grounding call to where you didn't even get a field goal attempt. That could have possibly changed how things were played. But just – I mean, we could sit here and, and dissect it here and discuss that all night, but at the end of the day, the Titans just continually shot themselves in the foot and like we've said, if 
You mentioned Nard, you have five turnovers, they have zero. They're likely going to be the team that comes out with the win. And it's frustrating because this was a game you should have won. And now we have two really bad losses on the season. Whenever you look at the Jets, you look at this game against the Texans. And I, I just hope we know the injury concerns have been so bad. You really needed to just find a way to hold on to that one seed in the AFC. And right now you go play the Patriots this coming Sunday in Foxborough. If the Patriots win that game, they will now be the one seed in the AFC. So the Titans, that's at least if you would have won today, you could have held a one-game lead even if you lose next week. But they're rolling. We're banked up. I have no idea. I mean, Titans, I, Denard, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I don't even think they'll be able to practice this week outside of some walkthroughs. They haven't been practicing probably in the last four weeks. You know, they've probably been having what we call glorified walkthroughs, and that's just really knowing your assignment. Davey, this team, and that number is, what, 82 players. It's going to be more this week. I mean, you're talking about with A.J. and Marcus out with a hamstring injury. Tierra Tart went down in the fourth quarter, and he was he just came back from a groin injury. So we're talking about and we're talking about a team that's not only been decimated by injuries, D, but this is also a team that they haven't had a bye. We're going into what week 12 of the season. They're tired. You can you can look at this team right now and you can tell they need a break. They really need I, to try to get through this week. They, I, don't, they do. I don't believe in making excuses, but and I've, I've been there. I've been um, in those players shoes. And, and let me say this, D. Now, we can look at past history. You go back last year, as you alluded to last week about San Francisco in 2020 had 84 players and they finished six and 10. We, we go back to 2019 with the Dolphins. They had 84 players. They finished five and 11. So when you look at the odds, the odds are stacked against you. Now what this team, they're, they're eight and three. Now they're still on top of their division. So they're not in the same shoes as the San Francisco and Miami, uh, those teams to uh, last year and a year prior. Now, what you have to do right now, D, is the theme of this season is finding strength in numbers. That's going to be the theme going forward because defensively, I thought they played well. They played good enough for this team to win. Offensively, they are struggling. We talk about the Achilles heel being the running game. There's no more D. And we talked about last week in our podcast that it, what this team needs to do is they, they have to find a running game. If you don't have a running game in this league, you will not make it. Uh, not only going down the stretch, but you will not make it in playoffs. The way that you win playoff games in this league is running the football. You saw the day with the weather. Look at look at what the weather, the challenges that uh, the quarterbacks were facing. You really couldn't hold on to the ball. It was slippering all over the place. We talk about the rain. We talk about the weather conditions being an issue. And this is the time of year when when it's you get bad weather. You know what happens? Teams that are really great, they know how to run the football. And that's what was missing today. There was no running game. I mean, look, I love Dontrell Hilliard. Stepped up, played great today. Number 40 was all over the field. Had 40 yards rushing and 30 yards receiving. But I don't think that Dontrell Hilliard is going to be the X factor in getting this team where they eventually want to be. And that's playing in Los Angeles uh, come January. So, D, the issue is not with the defense. The issue is not with special teams. The issue is with this running game. It is atrocious. And if they don't fix this, this could be what hurts this, hurts this team or derail this team's chances of going further 
in the playoffs this year because they're going to make it to well, the playoffs. I'm not counting this team out. Yeah, I mean, I think they'll make it to the playoffs. Now, I won't say it's been atrocious. It's obviously not been nowhere near what it was when you have 2-2 back there. But, I mean, today you look at it, they ran for four yards a carry. I mean, you do that. That's If I could, if you could tell me every game we're going to run for four yards a carry, I'd take that. I know the Texans, I mean, you look at them, they ran for 2.2. So it's like, yeah, the defense stepped up and, and held them there. I, I know a couple of times you had some back-breaking plays by Tyrod, but if, if they could just protect the ball, I, I think, I mean, they're fine in this game, but it was just, it started off slow and that's been one of the problems for the team. Yeah, but you got to, it's it's about establishing, establishing your dominance. This is a team that their style of play is about running the football. This is why you have, at least in the past last year, you had a back that eclipsed the 2000 yard mark. That's running the ball. That's pounding. This is what you need at this time of year. You need a strong dose of the running game. You can't put it on Ryan's shoulders each week to be the guy that's going to carry this unit. He needs help. There's no Julio. You have no Julio Jones. So I like the fact that players like Nick Westbrook stepped up and played great. I love the 46 yard in the fourth quarter. There's no quit in this team, but until they get a, a running game generated at some point, D, then this is going to be a thing for the rest of the season. And I'm just, that's the really what's scaring me about right now going down the stretch is the running game. Defensively, I mean, Houston only had 190 total yards today. So if you're defensive coordinator, uh, Shane Bowen, you have to be proud of your unit. And listen, the bright spot, we talked about Chris Conley. Those guys were not a factor on the edges because Elijah Moten, and Chris Jackson played great. I thought the secondary played well. Uh, I love how they challenged the receivers. I love the play of number 24. He was the bright spot today defensively. Uh, you're talking about three key third downs. Uh, he eliminated them from uh, sustaining drives. Two pass breakups and a big hit on Chris Conley on big that tackle. third and eight. Whoa, that was a great tackle. But it's the tick. young rookie, he's been, he's been stepping up. And, Debo, I want to say this. And we haven't given this young man a lot of praise this year, but Des Fitzpatrick, the fourth rounder, I tell you what, Debo, he played great. Number 10, again, I love the fact that he scored. They're starting to implement him more in the game plan. And that's what you're going to have to have is strength and numbers going out. And D, we talked about a lack of production about four or five podcasts ago about the young guys not stepping up. And now you're starting to see those young guys get those chances. So I was proud to see that today. They do. Yeah, Des, I mean, the reason we're starting to see him more is just because other guys in front of him can't actually be on the field. And he did. He had three catches, 35 yards. It was a really nice touchdown that he had there to kind of finally get the Titans on the board. But I guess to go back real quick, Denard, I'm with you as far as like they do have to establish a run game. And it's different talking about doing it against the Texans defense versus doing it against one of these better opponents, like, I mean, next week the Patriots have a really good run defense. So, yeah, it's going to be critical to do that, and I, I don't know if they can. The The good news for the Titans, though, is that usually when everyone counts them out, it's whenever they find a way to pull out a win. And if they could find a way to one, um, I mean, the importance that is going to be placed on this game this coming Sunday is, I mean, huge. Because you can knock down the Patriots a peg while continuing to hold on to that number one spot Ravens barely held out for a win today against the Bears. The Bills, Colts are coming in hot. They looked really good. The Bills didn't stand a chance in that one. Jonathan Taylor, you want to talk about going off. Uh, he might have yeah. just made a chance for him to get into that MVP race today with having over 200 yards of, of offense and five total touchdowns. So something to 
keep an eye on. Hopefully, like fortunately though, I mean, had the Titans lost that game in Indy, uh, the the odds of the Titans winning the division would be drastically shifted at the moment. But fortunately, with the sweep, still got a couple game lead, and they they still have some difficult opponents ahead. The Titans though. Patriots had a game on Thursday, so they're going to have a little bit more time to get rested, Rest. and it wasn't like they were really having to struggle in that one. Falcons weren't really able to do anything. They, they shut out Atlanta, and the Titans play like they did on offense today. The Patriots are going to shut them out next week. So a lot is going to have to happen. Todd Downing and Ryan are going to have to get in the room, and this coaching staff have to figure out something to get something going because it could be tough sledding if if, if some changes aren't made and you don't, if you don't get AJ Brown back, I'm I'm extremely concerned about what could happen come next Sunday. But fortunately, you still even if you lose there, you're eight and four. You're still going to be up in the AFC South, and you got an opportunity to get a bye and hopefully get some guys back. But I mean, the Titans are going to have to force some turnovers and extremely limit because I mean, this might have been Ryan's worst game as a Titan. Actually, I would yeah, I would say it was his first his... game with the four career. Yeah, it's his first game throwing four picks. So I mean, again. You know, this team right now, I mean, Davey, I don't care who you are and what team. You can be the Lakers uh, in the 80s, but if if you have Magic, Kareem, James Worthy, and, heck, you can put Kobe on that team when the Lakers were dominating in the early 80s. If all of your players are hurt and you have to go to your bench, the odds of you winning, go. I mean, it cuts those in half. So what happens now is – they're going to have to get Julio and those players back because you, you just lost Marcus Johnson, who's been one of your most most consistent receivers uh, over the last few weeks. So now who do you replace in Marcus' absence? Because we saw him grab that hamstring, and that's really the injury that kept him on IR the first four games of the season, which probably why he wasn't activated. So, again, now you lose AJ. So it's kind of like – who do you plug in there? And you might not, in nine times out of 10, you won't get the same production uh, from, let's say, Nick Westbrook or Des Fitzpatrick as you would get from A.J. Brown or Marcus Johnson. Right now, the theme is just, you know, especially offensively, this is a team right now, they're, they're struggling because they're all injured. So right now, it's just they have to find a way to get through until they can get healthy and get those players back. Until then, Davey, we might not see this is going to be a, a struggle going down the stretch because everybody's hurt. I mean, the team has been decimated, and that's the hardest thing. Yes, let me say this, D, is the Titans are 20 times better than the Texans on paper if you have your playmakers. But if you don't have your playmakers on the field, that's almost like the Titans going out and getting me and you and plugging us at the receiver spot, that's not going to look pretty. I mean, well, I might look cute, but I mean, I mean you, you, do, you, you would handle like, it a lot okay. better than I would. <laughs> I just, you see what I'm saying? No, I mean, I, could, I'm, I'm with you. It's, it's still, it's just, it's frustrating because I mean, you look at the team and even though is. they're in a great spot, you have a game that you should win. And as long as you don't create the catastrophic mistakes that you made today, you're going to win that game. And so, I mean, it's got to be a moment where Ryan realizes how much he cost his team. And I know he doesn't exactly have those playmakers, but having those playmakers isn't why he threw four interceptions. 
Well, you know what? I take that back. Sometimes when you when you develop continuity, um, excuse me, when you develop chemistry with two receivers like an AJ or a Julio, we saw the game against Seattle. He had his playmakers. If you don't have your playmakers on the field, Davey, it's hard to just bring in a guy and then expect him sometimes to be, you know, at that spot at that time. Chemistry, when you have continuity, that develops chemistry. And he doesn't, you're starting to see him develop that chemistry with Nick Westbrook Akine because Nick has been in there most of the season. He's been playing, he's been productive, but you can't just plug in players and expect uh, for you to get the same, for Ryan to get the same production for players that we've never even, from Des Fitzpatrick. He's just trying to figure out where Des is going to be. It's, I'm telling you, they're going to go through a struggle for a while because there's no way that you can develop chemistry if everybody continues to get hurt. So, it, again, everything falls on Ryan's shoulder. Listen, Ryan didn't have anything to do with the punt that Chester – that was no, Chester. No, that's, that's, that's on, on Chester. Him. And that's uncanny of – right, that's uncanny of Chester. But, again, you can't – and, unfortunately, the quarterback takes all of the criticism just like they take all of the praise. But in this case, it's going to be hard for one guy to beat 11 guys on the opposing team. He just can't do it alone. I, I get that, Denard, and, I mean – you know me, I'm actually one of the guys that sits here and defends Ryan Tannehill majority of the time. I know a lot of people, like you listen to the national media, or people who just want to continue to tie him to his time at Miami, but I usually think, you know, even when things aren't going against him, it wasn't like he had a lot of pressure the entire day comp comparative to, I mean, what we've normally seen with him. I thought the O-line did a better job than what we've seen in the past, but he just... He was a step off, and I, I'm with you that the chemistry not being there with some of these guys that aren't normally taking the first-team reps isn't there, but it just I, – I thought maybe they should have tried to do a little bit more stuff over the middle, and, and part of that could fall on Todd Downing. I, I just – I don't know. Well, I'll have to go back and, and re-watch, but just the first thought of, all right, how did this game go? There were some moments, and, you know, I know if you can take a couple plays here or there, I really just wish he didn't have the terrible – intentional grounding because that was 100% intentional grounding there at the end of the first half you're going to get that that back and you have to see that linebacker dropping in coverage there at the end of the first quarter I think if you can take those two mistakes out it's a completely different ball game and those aren't on anybody else but Ryan in that situation it, well yes and no because again the linebacker even though he stepped and that was Camus Grugier Hill who number 51 today was really the x factor we talked about coming into this game Who's the players on Houston that will hurt this team? I'll I tell you know. what, defensively for Houston, it was number 51. Well, we found out today, but it's, it's not to like that we've heard of these guys' names yeah. before. Well, we know, well, now we know their names, especially Hill, because number 51 today, you talk about the fourth and one to Adrian, where it was, again, Camus Grugier Hill, who's the one that stopped Adrian, plugged on that hole in the fourth and one. That's and the bad. Titans, you know what, listen, and this was a team on fourth and one that was 71%, their second best in the National Football League. They was not able to convert. Again, they converted in the fourth, but they were in their own territory, which means that that's desperation time when you go for a fourth down on your 26-yard oh, line. Oh, it very much was, but, yes. Yeah, but, I mean, it just – it was a bad day. And, of course, it started with the play of the quarterback. I thought offensively – I agree with you on the offensive line. They played great. But, listen, defensively, I thought they played great. Well, they're putting bad if situations. If they don't get a, a running game, I promise you, you just you don't win in this league without a great running game. You think of Aaron Rodgers. Look at those two those two headed monsters they have up there 
in Green Bay. We saw the game last year, uh, last year when the Titans played Green Bay. And what did Green Bay do to Tennessee? They ran the football, didn't they? Mm-hmm. And they were effective. And that's what they're going to do. A quarterback best friend in this league is a strong and a solid running game. When you look at great quarterbacks, you look at great offenses, Davey, it doesn't start with the perimeter. Go back to the days of Joe Montana. Who did he have in the backfield? The great one, Roger Craig. Roger Craig was one of the greatest one. I don't know why he's not in the Hall of Fame. You talk about Troy Aikman. When he was winning winning all those championships in Dallas, who did he have in the backfield? Damn it. You go back last year, you tell me something. Who did who did Tom Brady have in the backfield last year? And that was really the reason that Tampa won the Super Bowl. Who were the two animals that they had? And one of them just emerged as the alpha dog in that backfield last year. Who was the two players? Fournette and Jones. There you go. A strong running game. This is what's hurting this team. This has been the DNA of this team since Derek got, I mean, since Derek got to Nashville. It's about running the football. D, we saw this last year. You said it. This team gets stronger as the D train gets stronger. He gets stronger going down the stretch. We saw the game against Buffalo and I mean Buffalo against Baltimore in the playoffs. They were ineffective in doing what that game when they lost to Baltimore. What did they do? What was their Achilles heel that game in the playoff game against Baltimore? They couldn't the run ball. the football. They stopped Derrick. But the first that first game in Nashville, they was able to run the ball. This is what's hurting this team, D. This is going, this is what's gonna hurt this team going down the stretch until they find an alpha running back that's going to step up and step out and be that emerging back. And we don't know who that's going to be. Then we might be end up having this conversation for the next, what, six or seven weeks. Yeah. I, I don't think they're going to find one. I think they're going to have to continue to do it by committee. Just, I mean, you look at it. I mean, Adrian, he wasn't on a team before the season for a reason. And you could say the same for Foreman, even though it's like, yeah, they might be nice complimentary pieces here or there. They're not at the point they can take the starting running back role and just make a lot out of it. I mean, I mean, hope I hope they do. I hope they do. But I like I'm. Me too. We both hope. I'm not hope betting is on the it. We'll put it that way. Of things you can't see. It is. There and, you go. And well, we can hope all we want to. Yeah, but I know we're we're up against it, and it's it's been one of those shows. I mean, you can probably tell it in my voice. I'm I'm not happy, and that's because it was an extremely frustrating game to watch, and the outcome was less than up to the standards of what Titans fans have seen. I know we had the longest winning streak in the NFL, winning six straight, and it just so happened to be the worst team in the league, you could argue, that lost it for you. So, At this point, it's about rest. Nothing else. It's just about rest. This team, they need a rest. They need to go to Mexico, hang out on a beach, and sleep all day because they, they need a break, Davey. They're tired. They're a beat-up football team. It shows. It shows. It really does. It's showing. And I, I hope that, I don't know, when it's all said and done, that maybe even if you do lose to New England, getting that extra rest and then coming back strong and and doing something with those final five, maybe we'll see. But we got plenty of time to talk about that. Denard, before we get out of here, sir, I will give you the last word. I will tell our great listeners, you know, it was just like a few weeks ago when Derek got hurt and went down with that foot injury. Uh, I couldn't even go on Twitter because I, I, you know, the tweets were just like, okay, the season's over with, we're done, we're this. And unfortunately, the Titans didn't get the memo. Now, this team is eight and three. They're still the top dog in the AFC Depot. I'm not about to uh, jump ship right now because I believe in this team. 
But until this team, they develop um, a running game, they're going to have to, in, in the running back by committee, it's not working. They're going to need somebody like a young Deontay Foreman, or we need to see Adrian revitalize in the next few weeks and, and get some of that, what do you call that, uh, some superpowers, uh, whatever Tom Brady's taking, Adrian needs some of that, but you're going to need somebody that's going to stand out at that position because a lack of production from one area can end up hurting th that your unit. And right now it's the running game. And this is the time of year where great teams, you start to see them where the running game gets going. You've seen Indy. Congratulate Jonathan Taylor. He basically I'm not today, he, I'm not going to congratulate him, but he surpassed <laughs> Derek. So you imagine yeah. it's taking Jonathan Taylor 12 weeks to pass D and D did it in eight weeks, you know, eight games. So that should tell you the kind of what this team is made up of. So they need to find uh, someone, one of those bad hey, D it might be Dontrell Hilliard. Uh, it might be done too. I don't I, know. I doubt it. If once Jeremy McNichols gets back, I don't think you'll see Hilliard be active. But it's it's possible if, if the concussion becomes a prolonged issue for yeah. Jeremy McNichols. So I don't know. Yeah, like I, I just I'm I'm not looking forward to seeing that injury report whenever it does come out. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to close my eyes. No, I'm not going to. I'll actually probably sit here and it'll probably take the entire thirty minutes to read it to you all. But that's neither here nor there. I would like to say thank you, Denard. Uh, to our audience, thank you for always sticking with us. We really do appreciate you all tuning in each and every week and the feedback you all give us. And like I said, if there's anything you want us to do that we're not doing, please just let us know. But as I said, we really do appreciate your support. We'll be back later this week to preview the Tennessee Titans versus the New England Patriots, the red-hot New England Patriots. They might have found something with Mac Jones right now. They're playing at a high level. And so it is going to be a very tall task for the Tennessee Titans to have a bounce back game trying to put this very distasteful loss to the Houston Texas Texans behind us. But D and I will continue to be here to talk you through it. And hey, sometimes you need a little therapy to get you through after a bad loss. And like I said, I'm glad we're able to be here and talk with y'all. But I hope you all have a great day. And that is going to wrap it up for us. But for Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans, presented by Bet Online on the Believe Podcast Network. And as always, tighten up. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We are available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can follow along to keep up with all the latest Titans information on Twitter at Believe Titans. That's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. And hey, if you're interested in advertising on the show, please contact Believe at Believe.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.